Hello, Grandstanders. Before we get into this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about a topic that we discuss very briefly and, and kind of brushed over, but that is absolutely an integral part of any conversation about women in sports. And I'm talking about uh, intersex athletes. We didn't really go very deep into the subject, but we'll definitely do so during Season 3 because this is a fascinating topic that merits uh, an entire episode, if not two, and of course a continuous uh, further exploration. The original intent for this conversation was to focus on the conspiratorial elements and the conditions for as to why women's sports are not as financially prosperous as uh, male sports and of course not as regularly spectated. It's also important to note that most spectators of women's sports are men. But any conversation about this topic surely must start with the lack of access that women have had in comparison to men. Women were, uh, were practically shut out from sports for a better part of the 20th century. And then there's also the issue of some of the social stigmas uh, associated with being a female athlete in a society that has uh, traditionally had a hard time celebrating women that don't look like or conform to white middle class aesthetics or, or ideals as well as whatever those gender role expectations may be. And no group has had to confront this and deal with this in, a, in such a visceral way as intersex athletes who compete as women. Because historically there's been an aversion and a, 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 an attitude of suspicion for women athletes with masculine features and atypical body structures. A suspicion so great that world-class world athletes have been subjected to humiliating gender verification processes, uh, starting with uh, having them essentially having their, their body parts checked, um, having uh, their chromosomes uh, assessed, uh, sonograms, and now recently checking for testosterone levels. Interestingly enough, naturally occurring testosterone really does, uh, we know now the one that it gets produced in the body doesn't really, hasn't been proven to really provide that much of a competitive advantage from one player to another. Uh, so this again is the reason why the sexes were separated in the first place because of the differences in the testosterone level and yet we don't really... Uh, we don't we don't really know that that actually makes a difference, which is part of 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 this whole thing is that we don't the the even the the current mechanisms the current binary uh, ideas that we have uh, for 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 our, the biology uh, are are outdated uh, and, and antiquated and so therefore now we have to categorize. Uh, athletes into different uh, we have to separate them by male and female when in reality. It's very difficult to really understand uh, and really difficult to really say with certainty, with scientific certainty, that uh, that somebody is ma male or female. So then uh, we have these international uh, associations of, of, and federations um, from the IOC to the uh, IAAF, uh, the International Association of Athletics Federations, which this typically has been an issue in... in um, in track and field competitions, a lot of athletes um, have, after having been subjected to, to these to these absurd uh, assessment medical examinations, some have been stripped of their medals, uh, stripped of their world record times, stripped, of course, of their dignity, uh, publicly humiliated for being told that they were not fully female, that they were, you know, male, and in some cases, actually accusing them as as being imposters and posing as uh, females when they were actually males. Another interesting thing about it is that most of these athletes 
women athletes, uh, most of them who were um, uh, uh, stripped of, of, of their medals and of their titles, were women up until the point that they were told that they weren't. And because they demonstrated incredible skill and incredible athletic prowess, um, where their their uh, their their femininity was called in the question, and that's why they were tested, assessed, evaluated, and scrutinized. And that I think gets to the larger question here, and that is: Is there such a significant difference between men and female athletes that they will never compete on the same playing field? Or is it just a matter of time before uh, before uh, um, women, let's just say in 30 years, catch up to the same kind of level of skill and, and competition as the men? And, and then what do we do with the intersex athletes? What do we do? What Can we talk, start talking about having just a league for for all the sexes? Is that something, is that a reality that comes up in the future? And and then finally, like I said before, the 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 greatest majority of people who spectate sports are still men. And one of the things that we touch upon uh, here in during this con during the conversation today is the inclusion of of women in in the grandstand as well. And and maybe the grandstand might not be as as exclusionary as perhaps the the uh, the playing field. But it's important to take note and to be mindful of that as grandstanders, the male grandstanders, to make sure that we bring our sisters, our mothers, our daughters into this beautiful and amazing world and competition of sports so that they too have access not only to playing the games, but to spectating right there alongside with the rest of us. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. When I first learned that I would be sports person, yes, sports person of the year, I could not believe it. It had been over 30 years since the last time an SI um, had recognized a woman for being sports person of the year. Um, I think that was Mary Decker to be exact. <clears throat> so um, for all the ladies out there, yes, we can do it. Uh, when I first started playing tennis, women weren't really encouraged to play sports, let alone excel in sports. So my hope by winning this award can inspire many, many, many more women to, in less than 30 years, of course, um, <laughs> to stand right here and on this podium and accept another sports person of the year. So yes, ladies, it can be done. Greetings, Grandstanders. Welcome to an inclusive edition of Grandstand Podcast. Today, we have two special guests. Uh, we will be talking to two uh, female athletes, women athletes, uh, sportswomen, uh, about their uh, experiences playing sports and their current take, uh, their take on the current uh, sports spectating situation in uh in 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 the United States specifically, but in the world. Uh, but before we move into all of that, uh, I'm going to 
introduce my partner in crime, the professor, checking in from, as we already know, from, uh, wait, what borough are you checking in from today, professor? Uh, Manhattan. <laughs> right in the middle? Yeah, I, was, I just, I was trying to think of a clever way to say Manhattan with man and considering the topic, but I nothing, couldn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that was pretty good, though. The, the, the delivery was good. Uh, any, any, <laughs> anything, um, anything uh, to report uh, from the ground there? Um, any, any feelings on uh, Brexit or, uh, or LeBron James or anything uh, from New York? Um, no, I mean, there, there doesn't seem too much, be too much talk about Brexit. Everyone mentions Brexit, and then, and then the conversation ends because no one really knows much, much more beyond that. Um, everyone just goes, Hey, so what's up with that Brexit? <laughs> and then that's about it. It's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I will be later today, uh, after recording this, I will be uh, meeting, uh, a friend or we're doing a couple's date to go watch none other than, uh, George Lopez. Oh, nice. Awesome. Sorry. He's, he's what? Uh, what? Yeah. Please, please uh, let me know how that goes. I like George Lopez. He makes me laugh, and then sometimes he doesn't. Yep, that's the ex- my 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 feelings exactly. But I would be super excited to go uh, hear him because he he does make me laugh. Uh, although I have to say, my favorite meme uh, that I've seen on the Brexit thing has been, um, uh, you know how they have that the what is it? Keep calm and carry on. What was it called? You know, you know that, that yeah. thing. War two. Yeah, I saw one that said. Um, uh, Okay, now we can panic. <laughs> you could use that for so many things. It's just awesome. Um, anyway, I hope that's not a sign of things to come here in the States. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, what arguably... Well, actually, no. Let me start over. T- today we're going to talk about um, women's sports or or. or, or sp- Yes, women's sports. Um, am I saying that right, Professor? Is it? Am I missing? Doesn't sound. Doesn't roll off the tongue very easily. I think. Yeah, I, I think. So. I maybe our guests would be more uh, better suited to to answer that. So we'll we'll, we'll get into that and, and and ask them what they think of that. But um, but we want to talk about women's sports. And I had said uh, that maybe the biggest uh, non-mainstream sport of all is all women's sports because. We don't seem to give the the women's sports the 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 fair due the 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 respect that they deserve, and there's millions of explanations and reasons as to why that hasn't happened or why it, it you know it, it hasn't why women's sports haven't um, had the same kind of uh, uh, financial success as men's sports. Um, but today we're going to talk about. Uh, Maybe some of the the factors that uh, might possibly contribute to it, or that are an embedded part of the history of of women in sports. But um, so 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 before I keep you just saying a bunch of dumb shit, I'm gonna introduce our guest. Uh, sitting here in the grandstand studio is Viviana. Um, she is so. Tell us a little bit about you, Viviana. Uh, what sports you played, and 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 about you being a jock. Um, I played 
I mean, predominantly basketball was my thing, um, but I also played volleyball and softball and uh, I guess cheerleading, if you want to argue that that's a sport. Yeah, I think that's a sport. Uh, yeah, so I played all, like started in fourth grade and uh, played all the way through middle school and high school. And then after high school, I played uh, basketball in France for a year, which was really cool. Awesome. Yeah, and now I just play in, like, geriatric co-ed teams. <laughs> so you're still playing. Yeah, I'm still playing. Which is another fabulous thing that um, something I need to do more is play more. Uh, I, I talk I talk a lot, but I don't really play much anymore. Um, thank you, Viviana. Thank you for being here. Um, Thanks for having me. And checking in from Venice, Italy, we hey. have uh, Fabi. <laughs> How are you, Fabi? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Thanks you did for the same me. thing Damiano did when, when we so like, was like, oh, hey, he like jumped the gun. I love it. <laughs> sorry. Why are you sorry? Uh, Fabi, tell us a little bit about your uh, about your sporting, about what you you what sports you did or, or what you were into. Okay, I I mean obviously growing up with a family that you know, so passionate about baseball. I grew up with baseball. Um, and I think that's where I realized that I kind of, that I, that I like sports and that I had an ability to play sports. So then, I mean, I've always played baseball. And then I, once I got to you know, about nine, eight years old, I started playing softball, like in a team. And then in high school, I played softball, and then when I was in 10th grade, I said, hey, why don't I try playing soccer? It looks like fun you know never played before in a team or never actually had any kind of training and I made the team and I just played that year and then after that I was kind of over it it was just too much playing softball playing base uh soccer and did you play volleyball it. too no I I remember Miss Craig the coach made me try out and I was like no I don't think I'm that great like I know I'm you know I know I'm athletic and I can move around but I don't think you know Volleyball is intense. Anyways, I did try out, and I made, like, the second, third cut, not the final one. And, yeah, it was the first time I ever been cut from anything, and it was kind of weird. But I'm kind of glad it happened. You know, it was, it was a good experience for me. But, no, that was it. Fabulous. Thank you yeah. for being here, Bobby. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. So, um kind of kick off this conversation with um, when when Fabi was, um, how old were you, Fabi, 13, 14? When what? When you, when I was, when I coached you that one season. Uh, when you coached me, yes, I was 13, I was 13. So I coached Fabi's senior division uh, softball team, and it was, uh, it was, Here's here's where here's I guess maybe I, if maybe you remember better than than me, Fabi. But it was it was technically a girls softball league, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Yes. So it was a great team. I really I really had a fabulous time being the coach of this team. Um, but there was something um, interesting about that team. And and Fabi, what what was the interesting thing about that team? That there was a mom that made her son play. So her us. son, her thirteen-year-old son, he played on an all-girls team, right? Right, right. 
And but that, sorry ahead. to interrupt, but no, that came after, I don't know, for a couple of, like a year before we had played a team, uh, Murphy Canyon, I think, that had a bunch of boys on their girls' softball team. And so then they brought this boy in because they thought he would help us. So the other league kind of started it. So Murphy Canyon. <laughs> but, but, it, but, it, so, but it was not a co-ed league? No, I mean, I remember when I started playing softball for Choyos Lake, uh, I was the first, you know, I joined the first softball team that was that started there, you know, and I was young. I was maybe 10. Um, so, no, it was always like a girl, you know, it, you know, they made it a softball team for girls, you know, because they couldn't play, not that they couldn't play baseball, but they were opening up the field for girls as well. It wasn't co-ed, though. It was, it was only girls. No, I mean, I don't, yeah, it wasn't co-ed. I don't but, think it was ever established that it was or wasn't co-ed. It was just kind of uh, understood that if it was softball, it was for girls. But in the league that we played, the majority of the – actually, all of the teams except for our team mm -hmm. and team, the team in Murphy Canyon. Exactly. We were the only teams that – we had one boy, but they had a couple boys, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And yeah. one, of the, one of the reasons I heard for why they did that was because they couldn't get enough players to, to basically fill the positions on the team. But we had more than enough. I mean, we had, we had – I think we had a team of 14 that year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we had enough players. Um, it was kind of awkward, right, uh, for 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 the, for the little boy and also for you guys. Am I right? And in, 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 did I see it that? Did I see it that, that wrong? It, or right? it was super awkward because if you won, it was never like a real win because it was like, well, well, you have a boy, you know. Um, and then for him, it was horrible because if he didn't perform, it was like, God, like you know, you suck, like you can't. You, you're getting, you're striking out. You can't catch a ball. You know, poor kid. I felt bad for him. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Okay. So you have your. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Ahead. A question on that. So, um, overall, was he, he was he dominant at all? Uh, not really. He was. Uh, he was okay. I mean. No, I mean, if he got a hold of a ball, I mean, he, this kid was like, you know, almost six feet tall. So if he, you know, if he put the barrel on the ball, he was hitting, you know, it, it was hard. He would hit home runs sometimes, but he wasn't performing like all the time. You know? No, he wasn't consistent at all. And then he had one really bad like month where he just could not hit the ball. And everyone's like, come on, man. You know, and I was like, poor kid. He was big, kind of, kind of husky set, right? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. every time we won, we would we would get harassed. Uh, Viviana, have you ever been in a situation like that? Um, I've played in co-ed leagues, but more as like an adult. Mm -hmm. Never like competitive for school or traveling teams or anything. Um, so it was never as you know, because when you're going through adolescence, it's a lot more. Uh, how would you describe that? Well, I, I, did you ever play as a girl on a boys team or did you ever, because that happens and we don't really ever, we actually really celebrate that, right? Right. When a girl plays right. on a Yeah. When I remember playing Little League with playing, you know, and I think one, one second, twice. guys. Go ahead. One second. And you know, uh, part, that's one of the things about, uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, women athletes have babies. <laughs>
So yeah, back, back to your question that you asked. Um, I, I I never played like officially on a boys team, but I grew up playing like recess and after school and everything with all my boyfriends. Mm -hmm. I was actually the only girl that played with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, you you kind of have to, you know, it's not like I I mean I hate to talk badly about this uh, boy that was on Fabi's team, but like he just kind of had to show up and he was a guy and he was immediately allowed into the onto the girls team whereas i feel like if you're a female trying to mm. incorporate mm -hmm. yourself into a male's yeah. team like yeah. you have to go above and beyond you know like you can't just be good enough or just show up like you got to be better than like you know this is a percentage i'm making up but like right. 80% of the men on the team in order right. to even be considered you know? and the expectation is always like well you want to play with boys you better you yeah. better be really good right and you, if you get hurt like you better suck it up or not complain mm. or because you know it's your choice that you're playing with boys or you're playing with men so i feel it's a lot more difficult to incorporate from you know as a female into a male team right and uh, it feels good when you can hang oh yeah <laughs> and it yeah. feels good when they pick you like before <laughs> exactly. the rest of the boys. You know? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about transgender athletes? And how do you feel about uh, athletes eventually crossing over and and, and playing either as a, 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 a as a, in the opposite sex? I, mean, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. That they were. Uh, so if you're born a man and then you became a woman, you play and you play women's sports. If you're a woman and you play and you're a man, you play man sports. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Is that going to create controversy down the line? Is that a big deal? Um, is that something that's going to change the face of sport? Do we even need to make distinctions between male and female sports anymore? What do you think? I think it's important to distinguish between transgender and transsexual athletes. Okay. Um, so. Transgender is basically just like a gender identity thing, you know, like um, you don't identify with your allotted or socially um, given, if you want to call it that, like gender identity. You associate with the opposite gender's identity. And then uh, transsexual is when you actually do, you know, transition from male to female or female to male. So... Um, I don't know which one do you want to discuss both of them. Well, or do you want to discuss? so <clears throat> would it ever be unfair for a man? Let's just let me ask this question first. If a man ever wanted to, so let's say, I think uh, at some point a woman's going to play on a professional, on, a, on like a big four professional team. At some point it's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, what will happen if, what if a man wants to compete with women? Is that fair? Let's, let me just ask that question first. Would that be fair? Would that, would that be okay? Would that, should that be allowed? As, like, as a transsexual? No, no, no. Let's just, before we go into that okay. argument. So, like, let's say uh, there's a really talented uh, young man who wants to play in the WNBA. Should that be allowed? <laughs> Anybody? Oh, boy. Personally, I—I I mean, if you were—if you were to ask me, you know, when I was fifteen, in in that situation, I would say no. I probably still would say no because 
personally, I think that a, a woman's strength and a man's strength is doesn't matter it's like we have to be at least for me like real about it it's it's different you know what I mean you can't compare my strength with my husband's strength you know what I mean even though I tend I I consider myself maybe more athletic than him I you know what I mean I I do a lot of the things around the house that are per se handy you know more I'm handier than him but but the truth is that he's bigger than me he's stronger than me you know, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that. Professor, you have an opinion on this? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's hard to pinpoint where to even begin. Um, but so, so to that, uh, I think one thing that could be that we might have to, to think about is, well, maybe this doesn't apply across the boards to sports. Maybe this discussion needs to be, uh, d- uh, we need to take into account what what sport or what game are we talking about, and if it's mm-hmm. and if it's one that involves, you know, strength. Um, yeah, I think that definitely has to be taken into account. I mean, I think there's a, there would be a big difference between discussing should we allow a um and, and let's say even just trans so uh, should we allow a person who who is born anatomically uh, th- through chromosomes uh, physiologically is, is a is a is a man has the more typical you know bone density and, and just body structure of a man um, and then decides uh, he wants to play decide but but identifies as a woman um, so we so we, you know we we, we, we give uh, we give her the respect of, of identifying her as a woman wants to go, wants to uh, box, wants to, uh, you know, be in a boxing league for, for women, you know, that's a, that's a tough one, you know, should we really allow that compared to say, if she wanted to play golf with women, you know, where, where in golf, I don't know, maybe I don't know golf well enough, but I'm not sure that strength is something that, I'm not sure that, you know, biological sex is a fa- is, is that important of a factor. Um, when it comes to golf, as opposed to when it comes to, say, boxing. There's a there's a professional MMA fighter out there now that makes the, the transition from male to female, and she's allowed into the league. And she so there's like a big controversy on whether or not it's fair for her to. Hold on, I'm blanking on the name. Hold on. Uh, hey, do you guys hear that? That. Yeah. Do you hear that? What is that? Well, maybe because I have the fan on. <laughs> Sorry, I'll turn the other way. Sorry. What kind of fan do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm also fanning her. So I'm, the fan don't is on, you, and I'm fanning don't, her. Yeah, don't you know is. that? Don't you know that Manny records in his underwear? <laughs> that's because he can't turn the AC on. <laughs> Manny's fucking. He's in his drawers right now. Literally, oh, I, the, no, that's. 100% true. Ah, right so it's hot over there as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's super hot, dude. Sorry, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. It's okay. Um, yeah. yeah, stop it. Yeah. Uh, so, Viviana, you're, Viviana, you're referring to uh, Fallon Fox, right? Yes, that's yeah. exactly who I'm referring to, yeah. So she's allowed to she's allowed to be in the league, right? And to compete. Yeah. And she's legally and 
even though maybe not socially accepted, but socially and legally and everything else, a female. And there's like controversy on why that's not fair or is it fair? Or, you know, and that's about as physically, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, like face to face and physically right. that's aggressive just, that's, as it that's, gets. That's it, yeah. Yeah. But she's she's allowed. She's she's doing it. No, I also think that like with so many people taking like performance drugs and like you know compromising their actual like physical ability, it's like it's almost like it's like becoming an even playing field. You know, it's like hmm. it's funny you say that because like even if you do like the. Um, um, hormone replacement and all that stuff when, when you're transitioning from uh, male to female or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your that hormone uh, therapy is not a joke. Like, it's, it's, I mean, you're under, right, right. You're under a lot of like emotional and physical, you know, turmoil. And, and so that's what they, which, you know, obviously affects your ability to like play or run or whatever. Sport you're engaging in. That's the requirement that a lot of. So like I, I remember in, at the high school level, um, if a if a, a student is transgender, they don't they don't need to be they they don't don't have to have um, had um, uh, sex reassignment the gender reassignment operation. Um, they could as a, a transgender student could play with the with the team of of. Uh, which, of, yeah, of the, of the group that they identify with, um, only if they are able to provide documented proof that that. So it, it, they, it can't just be someone just like me just going like, you know what? I feel like a <laughs> I feel like a girl, and so I want to play with the girls. You have to at least in, in some schools they require in some districts they require that the student shows documented proof of that they that they're seeing a therapist that and that they are undergoing the um at least hormonal treatment and and with that if that's established and they go okay you can play you can play with the girls in or you can play with the the boys so apparently uh sex uh, verification has been going on since uh since the 1950s uh at least for uh for what they call athletic competitions you know like uh track and field um, but they, the, the the initial test was just like gender verification was done just by like looking at the body parts. No, take your pants down. Basic. Uh, and then and they and then they they did uh, then they then they realized that maybe we gotta like go a little beyond this. Um, and, and then testosterone test testing, and then ultimately uh, checking for for chromosomes and and, and hormone levels. So. It, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't really have a feeling either which way. I just think it's. Uh, uh, um, we, if we can't figure out what we're gonna do, uh, how we're gonna take, how we're gonna go potty in the fucking bathroom, you know, people are upset about about using the wrong ba- about about people not being allowed to use this bathroom or that bathroom. What's it gonna do with uh, with sports? I mean, this is this is this is something that's coming down the line and. I'm really curious to see how it shapes it, how it, it unfolds, and I, I really, 
I really think that very soon we're going to have a female athlete competing uh, uh, with one of the men. Maybe baseball would be the place that it's going to happen. Well, wasn't there already a, there was. a female yeah. pitcher that yeah. struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig? And- oh, well, there, there was recently a woman, uh, maybe a few, 20, 15 years ago, who, who, was, who was in the minor leagues and was very close to making it to the majors. Um, yeah. So yeah. I see it happening in baseball because of maybe something the professor said that with regard to the, the physicality of it isn't as demanding as, say, maybe uh, football or maybe right. even soccer. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it'll be very interesting to see what, what occurs with that. Uh, um, anybody else want to chime in on this before we move on to the next topic? Do, do you guys know of the, um, the Samoan soccer player? The Samoan soccer player? No. No. Uh, no. So, so she is a – so you guys uh, – do you know oh, how like yeah. in, in, in Polynesian cultures the, right. the, the fafafine? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yes, I know exactly who you Explain a little bit, Professor. Um. So Fafa, which quick, or actually I'll tell this funny story afterward, uh, which, which regards uh, your brother, Fafa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and his shirt. And his shirt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, Fafa fiends are, they're essentially, like, they don't, uh, they're not big on the, on the term transgender, because transgender is more of, that's just kind of a Western culture uh, definition to try to explain, you know, gender fluidity. Where fafafines are more, you know, they just they go like, no, they, we're not transgender, we're just fafafine, which is basically um, boys who who identify as uh, as women and are raised as women, and um, and to de- what what's tough to to determine is to what degree some Western literature explains it as like, oh, they're fully accepted. Like in Samoan culture, they are 100% accepted. Everyone sees them as like, oh yeah, the Fafafine and they're, 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 it's kind of like the, um, kind of similar to the two spirit native Americans, um, where they're, they're kind of, they're, it's in some places they're described or depending on what you read, you could read it as they're, they're fully accepted, um, and embraced. And in others, in other literature, you find well, no, they they, they face discrimination as well. Um, but nevertheless, it, it is a lot more understood and accepted in Samoan culture um, for for uh, for someone who is biologically male to identify and be raised as female, and you know carry out female, you know uh, more more feminine, um, you know gender roles, and so. There is a player on the on the Samoan soccer team. I'm actually not sure if if, if she still plays for them, but um, uh, she was. She, you know, the Samoa um, they they won a World Cup qualifying match, I think, against Tonga, and that was like a big deal for for that organization. Um, and and he. Uh, and and she, uh, she was part of the team. She was a really instrumental, very good defensive player, um, and fully accepted by the team. Like when asking all the teammates, like, how do you feel about? Um, uh, and I, I believe that the nickname, her nickname is Johnny or something, but but her name is J- Jaya. Um, yes. Um, you know, all the teammates are like, oh, Jaya. You know, she's she, we love her. We, we you know, you know, the, while, while all the guys are sitting in the locker room putting on their you know you know, whatever, sitting in the locker room, hanging out, she's there, you know, doing her makeup, doing her hair, um, and is, and is 100% part of, they, they don't see her as like, kind of like this other on the team. They see her just as much as part of the team as anyone else. And has, and so the uh, first 
what on the larger scale first transgender player uh, to play in a FIFA regulated soccer game. Um, but but the big difference is, you know, when will we see a biologically male player playing on in a FIFA regulated, uh, you know, women's soccer game? And that's can, where I was going with this next. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I want to take this. Uh, Olivia seems to think, guy, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it before. <laughs> uh, what would be the issue then for a I mean is it does it get back to what Fabi said about the the the, the, the just the, the biological brute strength uh, uh, of differences uh, is that is that what it, is that what the argument would be to not allow that can, can I say something about just going back to you know for example, in softball, we have a smaller field. There's clearly a bigger, you know, there's tons of differences from baseball. And the point of having a smaller field is and is because, A, you have a bigger ball, and B, because, because you know, I guess the idea, because you're a woman, like, perhaps you can't hit the ball as far as, like, per se, a baseball player, right? Mm-hmm. So the game changes. So then... I remember when I was younger, like with these kids that played on the other team, the Murphy County, and they happened to be Samoan, so they were they were huge. You know what I mean? They were they're big guys. They were sixteen year olds. Like you can't compare a sixteen year old, fifteen year old girl with a sixteen year old boy. You know. Anyways, right. I remember they would just hit the ball so hard. Like like if anybody ever got hit with one of those, like in the face, like you're out. You know what I mean? No pun intended, but like you're like you're. They could do some serious damage, and so I think that if they were playing, if we were playing like, I don't know, if if it was like girls on baseball fields where the baseball fields are bigger, where like you know, it's like you have all the you modify everything because the game changes because you are a girl. This is the idea. I don't necessarily agree with it, but. This is what it is. And then you put a boy in there who can, like, who can clearly probably hit a home run in a regular baseball field, you know? Who right. Could, who could smack the ball. These, kid, could, these kids could have equal, easily have played baseball with boys. And, 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 and been successful. Yeah. That was the issue I had with, with those boys. Whereas Andrew, there's no way in heck he would have ever made no, it. No, 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 poor kid. But uh, like, and I but just these, felt bad all around for him. Yeah, but these other guys, I mean, you're talking about like, you know, your coach is telling you to go in because they might bunt or whatever. And you're like, now I'm like less than four feet away from this guy, you know? And awesome. yeah. Did uh, Murphy Canyon ever win like championships? Yeah, they were the champs. Yeah, they were the champs. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and they didn't just, yeah. they just have a uh, one guy. They had like three or four. Yeah, and yeah. they were all Samoan. They were all like, and I, again, nothing against Samoan. I'm not trying to talk about anybody here, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it wasn't like some scrawny kid who like I can't make the baseball team, so I want to make the, you know, I still want to play, so I'll go with the girl. You know what I mean? Like, Murphy these Kenny. guys were strong. Right. So could could that could could the future could the future of this be instead of making 
gender distinctions really i mean why why do we have different age levels i mean it really comes down to phys- to to exactly. you know physical size right i mean is it the probably i assume that's the the core reason why we have you know uh leagues for at, at different age levels um you know if because within this one could make the argument like well there's some guys like shit dude like myself i'm not a big dude like i'm i'm a you know relatively small guy um so you know could i potentially could i make the argument that should we instead break this into you know really just comes down to like weight classes uh or hmm. you know some form of where where that's how we distinguish between who plays where maybe this the moving ahead what's going to end up happening is we're going to divide people into you know if you're a girl and you want to play with the boys that's fine if you're a boy you want to play with the girls that's fine but there has to be some type of um uh there it'll depend on on whether your size is appropriate to the league that you're playing in i guess maybe i don't know i really like that Mm -hmm. that is a that is a very 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 uh creative solution think of all the emasculation that's going to occur it right and that's (laughs) right 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 uh, I love it. That's actually what I'm really looking forward to, is to seeing dudes uh, feeling masturbated. Um, uh, Bibiana, do you agree with the Bruce Strength argument? Do you agree that that there's a difference? Um, I mean, you're 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 a pretty tough yeah. athlete. And what do you think? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I grew up uh, playing, you know, with the boys all the time. I was a tomboy, and I'm not a big person by any means. I'm like five two now. So back then, I was like. I mean, even smaller, and you know, and I mean, I held my own with like the guys and the bigger dudes, and I made myself, you know, like stand out on the field. And so it's hard for me to like base it on just physical strength because I didn't have that by any means over the guys I was playing with. And I mean, I still like held my own, you know. So I think there's also an aspect of like toughness. You know, like mental toughness, physical toughness. Like, yeah, it hurt, but you need to stand up, and like you need to. And I think that's just part of every sport, whether you're a woman or a man. Like, you gotta get up. You know. So, so, so dividing things by by weight. That's a very. Um, are, are you gonna write an essay on that, Professor? <laughs> huh? um, maybe we can, all four of us can co-author one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then maybe that'll solve the the, the next conundrum uh, that I want to talk about, and that is the, the pay difference uh, between male and female uh, athletes, uh, the, the, the disparities that occur. And, and I, I want to start with, uh, with a very brief anecdote about um, my, when my Mexican family comes. This doesn't happen anymore, but when they used to come and visit us, they would speak about how shitty our Mexican food here uh, was here, you know, in San Diego. And, and just how you, you guys, this is not Mexican food. This is shitty, right? Um, but, but I've heard it from all the different cultures that come visit here, right? I'm sure an Italian would come here and have our Italian food and spit it out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Chinese food is not what they eat in China, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I, I got sick of hearing that, so one day I finally told somebody, I don't know who it was, this was much later, I wasn't young anymore, and when somebody said that, I said, you know, you can't look at it as Mexican food. You have to look at it as something different, something new, like you can't 
come here and expect to taste food and for it to taste the same way you expect it to taste when you're in Mexico. The ingredients are different. The the processing is different. The the just the performance of producing it is different. Everything is different. So therefore, it's not going to taste the same because. We know uh, how much like uh, the earth affects the way something uh, gets formed. But anyways, is that what's happening with women's sports? Because one of the arguments is that uh, women women's sports are not as entertaining as, as men's sports. But people don't come out and say that when they talk about pay disparity. But it's like a blatant thing that we don't really address. Is that really what's what the issue is here, or do we need to look at female sports? Like the same way we think about, uh, the same way I just, this little anecdote that I use, you can't go to a WNBA game and expect to see an NBA game. You have to look at it with a different lens. Um, you know, I have to say, softball to me, watching mm -hmm. college softball is really entertaining. Um, I really enjoy that game. Uh, it's, it's not baseball. You can't look at it as a baseball game. But it is, it is a fast-paced, very entertaining game. Um, what do you? What is? What is your take on that? I'll start with you, Fabiola. Well, I was I was about to say that I I really enjoy watching softball, and obviously I played it, so I'm you know I'm into it. But it's it's a really exciting sport to watch um, because it's such a short game in the sense that like you know the pitcher and the mound and the home plate are you know it's a short distance. It's so so it's so fast and it's um. It's entertaining, but I feel like people don't understand it. You know what I mean? And people don't see the beauty in it. And I think that, like you said, you have to, you can't look at it as like, oh, I'm going to go watch a baseball game, even though the concept is the same. But you have to look at it as like, I'm going to go watch softball. I'm going to go watch something different. You know what I mean? I'm going to, uh, you can't look at it as like this long game that we're used to in in baseball um but it, again if you don't understand it's kind of like if i were to turn on the tv and watch a cricket game you know what i mean i can't right. be like oh this sucks it does nothing like baseball you know what i mean it, well it's not baseball good point you know yes. um and if you make me watch a cricket game i might watch it for a few minutes i might say oh that's pretty cool that's i like how they do that that's interesting and then i'll turn it off and go on it's because i don't understand it you know um Maybe if I played it, maybe if I engaged in it, it would be a different story. But uh, but I feel like people are constantly trying to compare softball with baseball, and you can't do that. You just can't. You're gonna do you agree? Um, you agree that? Well, let me let me ask the let me ask the question again. Uh, 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 do you what do you what do you hear when people say it's boring to watch a say a WNBA game, and that's why people don't tune in? You know, as much as I. It pains me to admit this. I feel like um, people do not spectate women's sports for the same reason that they don't go to watch Padres games because it sucks. You know, like I remember <laughs> it's true. Like it sucks to feel that way when you're watching sports. You know, like when you're competitive, you want to see people kick ass. You want to see people do awesome things that uh -huh. you can't do as a, you know, because uh -huh. they're professional athletes. And then you go and it sucks. It's so disappointing. Like there comes a point where you just give up and you're just like, well, I guess I guess that's what it is, you know? Which is sad to say as a woman and as a Padres fan. Like Right. I remember I was in eighth grade and it was the first year of the WNBA in nineteen ninety seven. And I was so pumped to finally see 
a bunch of women play the sport that I grew up watching and had no female role models, you know. My role models were always males, obviously. And um, I was so pumped, and I was sitting there waiting for the game to start. And I watched, like, the first quarter of it, and it was, like, missing layups. <laughs> like, you lose the ball, like, every time you're down the court. And it was just frustrating, you know. And it, it shouldn't Because you were used to watching the men, the men's game. Well, yeah. That's what you were, yeah, that's you, what you were conditioned. You know, that's it's where like, you, you're not going to go to the movies if, you know, you're going to walk out of the movie if you're going to go watch a shitty movie. Like, you just get frustrated and you leave because it's disappointing, you know. And it doesn't have to be that way because... I think the uh, when the U.S. women's soccer team won last year, it was like the most viewed uh, soccer game in the history of the United States. Like twenty, I don't know, twenty-five million. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five million people watched it, and it's not. I don't think it's like they don't watch it because they see women playing. I think they don't watch it because it it's not entertaining. Like it sucks. They don't have. You know. Can Can I add something to that that I've always thought like. I feel like also when, as a girl who played baseball or, you know, played sports when I was little, I, I remember I have this clear image uh, in my head of when I went up to play baseball in high school, sorry, uh, softball in high school, and my coach was like, why do you throw like that? Why, you know, you're not supposed to bat like that. And why, you know, and basically this man in like a month changed me, like, and I wasn't happy with it. You know what I mean? I was like, why do I have to throw like that? I don't, you know, I was, I was a scrappy ball player. I was scrappy and I grew up playing base. And so I feel like women's sports, when you watch it, it's so uniformed. Like everyone like passes the ball mm. the same. Everybody like, you know, does the same stance. Everybody like, we're like so conditioned to do everything the same. Interesting. Interesting. Um, that that you lose that like individuality it's like you go when you went to a baseball game you went to go see tony Gwynn because he just sat up there and like held the bat like he had nothing to do and then it's like bam, you know what i mean or gary sheffield who like had the bat like waving in front of his head like and you're just you feel like flair is is lacking because there's so much focus on fundamentals and doing it exactly exactly and i remember playing and just like I mean, I'm glad he taught me how to throw the softball because if not, my arm would have been, you know, thrown out for, you know, right. by the time I was in game two. Right. But, um, but I feel like women's sports sometimes they don't have that. Like, um, the athletes don't have that individuality. Like, why does this player stand out from the others? You know what I mean? And you go and see that one player because they do cool things. You know what I mean? Because they they they're scrappy because they slide because of this when everybody slides the same you know what i mean when everybody goes up to bat and they bat the same they throw the same you know um and i think I part think, like a big part of that is like socialization too like we socialize boys and girls differently from the get go like from the beginning you know yeah yeah so we raise like the boys to be rough and tough and you know the dad usually like boxes with them or, you know, wrestles with them and versus with the girl. It's like, oh, you put your little dress on. You can't get dirty. And So conditioning plays a big role, the, 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 the gender role. Yeah, and all the that. socialization yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Professor, you want to chime in on this? Um, yeah, so dude, that, the, the, the uniformity, the individuality, um, the lacking of that with because of the focus on fundamentals, that's really, that's, I've never 
thought of that. But that is uh, that's a good one. That's yeah, fascinating. That's really yeah. Um, I mean, but I guess back to your the original question. Um, uh, comparing it to say, you know, like yes, Mexican food in San Diego is not sh- <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't be seen as Mexican food in Mexico and, and, and even in different regions of Mexico. Um, and maybe we could look at women's sports that way, but I think that only applies. See, that works for baseball and softball because they are two different games. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the concept is the same and very, very similar, but they are two different when it comes to basketball. Uh, Viviana's your, your experience with the NBA, like is identical to mine. I was actually super pumped up about the NBA or the WNBA. Yeah. Um, because they do, I guess, looking back, they, they must've marketed it really well. Yeah. Um, cause I remember being pumped up about it, like, oh shit, you know, and, and they even did a good job of like building stars, like Le- Lisa Leslie and Cheryl Swoops and all that. Yeah. Um, but I had the exact same, like, I liked the, the idea of it Yeah. as, a, and I think I was probably about the same age. I think it was like in middle elementary, middle school, something like that. And, um, but, but when actually sitting down to watch a game. It's painful. It was. It was just mm-hmm. like eh, t- I tuned out immediately because it was. You have that reference point of the NBA, yeah. Um, and the NBA is just the, the difference between the two is so. It's it's just not doesn't even compare. I think part of the reason why U.S. women the U.S. women's team, um, soccer team is is successful is because. <laughs> You know, when, when when you have the MLS to compare to, well, shit. <laughs> or the men's national team to men- compare to, you're like, oh, this is this is great. This, this isn't is too too. Amazing. This isn't too different. Yeah. Um, may I mean, and 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 in a way, that's I'm just I'm throwing a little underhanded jab, but I'm being serious too. Um, no, you uh, weren't. That was real. I mean, no, no, I'm being serious. As, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, it's it's that when you have so with. You know, in soccer and men's soccer, women's soccer, it's the same game. Men's basketball, women's basketball, mm-hmm. it's the same game. Right. Um, and so when you are used to seeing a certain level of competition for so long, your entire right. life pretty much, and then you see um, and then you see a different, you know, it, it's really, it's like watching minor leagues. And yeah. um, how do you, you know, you can, so you can tell yourself like, no, well, this is different. But in the end, it's like, no, it's not different. It's the same game. Um, this is just not – it's just not as good. And I don't think I, it's like the, the lack of uh, fandom or if you want to call it that. I don't think it's because it's necessarily women playing the sport, you know, because it's women per se. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you have Ronda Rousey. She kicked ass and you had guys like in love with her and they would watch her and she had a huge following. And um, this uh, – William's sisters have a huge following, and right. the Danica Patrick, when she was kicking ass, had a huge following. So it's, like, I think figure it's just skaters, like, figure skaters, yeah, figure yeah. skaters. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's not because it's women playing and we don't want to watch them. It's because sometimes the skill level that we're used to seeing with, let's say, other established male professional sports, when we make the comparison, it's like, oh well, this is horrible. Like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch this. I have to be honest, I've, I think I've seen like two, no, like one women's league basketball game and I, I thought it sucked. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh, there, this, just, this is sloppy. It was almost sloppy. Sorry, yeah. I don't. 
Yeah. No, and, yeah, that, that's it, it. That's just it is what it is. That and and but when it comes, but you can watch, you can watch a tennis game. You can watch. Yeah. You can watch a uh, uh, figure skating, um, and you can watch a uh, uh, even a, a, a MMA fight. You can, you can sit and watch a Ronda Rousey fight or, or many of the other uh, you know women who are building their names right now, and um, and you can for you, you don't see it so much as. You're not thinking you're watching something minor leagues. Like you, you're you're right. watching something exciting. Right. Like yeah. uh, the swimmer here, Pellegrini. I, I think is her. Yeah, Pellegrini, this uh, women's swimmer, woman swimmer, and she has a huge following here in Italy. Damiano's like obsessed with her, reading like what she did, how she did in practice, and how you know how was this competition, and she's huge here in Italy. Huge. Huge. People follow her. They wait for her outside her house to like take pictures, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and but, she, but she's phenomenal, you know. But, but I don't, you know. So so maybe yeah. maybe basketball because of the nature it is a physical game, and 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 you know there is a, a significant height difference between uh, males and females uh, on that level. Although there are some pretty tall girls uh, in the WNBA. Um, Maybe basketball is an easy target. Um, but, but were you going to say something? Yeah, because exactly to that. Let's think, you know, one of the tallest players in the WNBA is like like uh, like six six seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, any NBA player, any NBA player that is that tall, even an t- NBA player that's 6'3", can dunk. Right. She, she can barely get up and in, in, she, can, she can't really dunk. Mm. That's huge. I mean, this is basketball, right? You know, right. like where where we we again we've been conditioned to see the slam dunk, throwing it down is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and even even your tallest players can't do that in the WNBA. It just changes. I mean, what would maybe be good would be to kind of create somehow create a a, a variation of basketball, um, whether it be for women or whether it even be for like. For Mexicans, man, watch Mexicans sure. play basketball, at the, and you know, and it's like maybe maybe we should change the game a little bit. <laughs> it's like a European basketball league. The Miano took me to go see a professional one, and I was like, I thought it was like the city league. I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is professional. <laughs> no, but sometimes they're pretty good. But the Verona team's not so great. So, are we looking at a future at some point where maybe we modify the basketball game or? Maybe we do something to the games to change it like we did with softball. Or is there some reality where as more girls play sports and as they become uh, less, uh, like Fabi said, maybe less focused on fundamentals, will they, can they, will they ever catch up to the level of competition that we expect of them? Or are we, are we just, are we going to have to go by weight classes like the professor said? I mean, in my heart of hearts, I hope that um, competitive women sports does become as interesting to watch as right. what we're used to. So right. in my heart of hearts, I want to say yes. Um, I think it's going to take a long time in order for that to happen because you have to start at from the skill set and how we train women and how we coach women and how we you know mentally condition mentally them. condition yeah. them like right. are we going to still treat them like oh it's okay like it's okay to cry versus no there's no crying in baseball you know like that has a lot to do with it and 
hopefully if we see some of the like social changes occur elsewhere, not in sports necessarily, but elsewhere, that can seep into athletics as well. And I think that would be a huge step in the right direction for, for women's sports. Being here in Italy, I had a, a great experience where I found a softball team because I was like, oh, it's probably some like easy league, right? And I was like, I can go and help them out. I have nothing to do right now. And when I showed up on the field, like, no, these girls were they're, – they're serious and they're good. You know what I mean? And obviously uh, softball teams here are limited. So these girls are traveling to Rome, to Calabria. You know, they're taking, like, road trips – and coming back in one day, you know what I mean? Like, it's no joke. And then I'm try- I was thinking to myself, I was like, this is really cool. I, I just, and like, um, sorry, 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 I lost my train of thought. But I think that women have to start changing their mindset as well. We have to start valuing ourselves as well. You know what I mean? And I think that as women, you still, I mean, if you were to tell me, do you want Padre tickets or do you want to go see a girl softball team? You know what I mean? I think most women and most men are going to say, oh, take the Padre tickets. You know what I mean? And I think we have, it's up to us as well to change that and to, to start supporting our women's sports, you know? Professor, you want to add something to the tale of that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that goes, you know, that, that, follows up on what Viviana was saying as well like that's a you know in order for for and it, it's not just women I think men have to change the way you know their 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 views on on gender as well just as as a collective we we need to uh on a large beyond sports just on a larger level they you know and, and we're seeing change in that um and I think that'll uh like you said will see, seep into into athletics I mean, and in the meantime, what could be done uh, or along with that, I mean, because I think all this varies with what sport we're talking about. I think some sports are are getting there faster than others, um, which is what we've just been what we've been talking about. And so, you know, soccer is, you know, the the, uh, women's soccer players are are in a position where we're we're starting to see that we're we're seeing that, that 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 happening. Um, soft, softball players, uh, <laughs> the softball players, <laughs> uh, not what? so softball players, not so much because baseball yeah. in itself is struggling. So, mm-hmm. so let alone, you know, and, and then basketball, as we've been talking about, that's, you know, when playing the WNBA is, I think what, what could happen, what they could do though, it, to your point of, if someone offers you tickets to the Padres or to the softball game, um, take, do, take the Padres approach. Uh, when, when what's happening on the field isn't that good, put up fucking craft beer stands, put up, uh, make, make the experience. And that's what the WNBA could do. Like, I think that's what they've been trying to do and they could just be better at it is, well, let's try to make a WNBA game, a fun, a fun family experience to attend, uh, beyond just beyond the game. You sell the event. Sell the event itself, and and you know, and you and to do that, you know, you just have to do all kinds of other silly stuff out off the court. But um, but yeah, I think I th- I think this conversation varies depending on what sport we're talking about. And in some, we're start. I mean, which probably goes into what you're gonna, what we'll talk about next, which is you know, when it comes to to women's soccer, at least in the United States, um, uh, it seems like a lot of progress is being made. 
Right, and that okay. is where I'm going to move into next. And uh, before we do that, I have to acknowledge that uh, Viviana has uh, left the studio because she had to go, of all places, to a softball game. So oh, she nice. says goodbye. Um, so thank you, Viviana, for joining us. Um, uh, yeah, so here's, here's, the, here's the thing I wanted to talk about uh, next, and that is uh, women's soccer. Specifically, U.S. women's soccer, and I, I, I'm not even going to try to get into talking about the pay disparity because that is a very complicated and, and difficult thing to break down uh, because because it, there's just many there's too many variables and too many factors. Uh, it is unfair that they're not getting uh, compensated in the same way as a men's team, but at the same time we have to look at the fact that the men's team uh, generates more money, even though. The women are slowly catching up. Uh, but I want to I talk about, back to the experience, the, the total game experience, the, 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 the event. Um, and this might have been only because it was a friendly, and this might also have to do with the fact that it was played at Qualcomm Stadium. That has, you know, I went to Charger game there, I went to the U.S. women's game there, and, and I recently went to the Mexico game there. Just horrific experience from the concessions to every just like it just looks like a place that's ready to be torn down um, mm -hmm. but I just recall how little was done one to promote the game here and then the feeling that I got when I walked into so I was expecting so somebody gave me tickets I went to the game I was excited to see a soccer game an international soccer match which is one of my favorite things in the world and when I arrived, I was expecting something else. What I got was um, the most tame, boring, unexcited soccer experience that I've ever experienced in my whole entire life. And I kept sitting there wondering, like, at what point will these people wake up and really get into it? Maybe it's, maybe it's, is it San Diegans? Is it, like, what is, what? What, what, what's happening right now? It was quiet. It was silent. People were on their phones. It was a very strange and surreal experience. And the stadium was more or less full. Um, this is the world champions we're talking about here, okay? The World Cup winning uh, U.S. women's world champion team uh, was playing. And did I, did I say that already? I, didn't, I don't know if I said that. Anyways, I went to a, I went to a U.S. women's soccer game. Um, and I kept thinking, we... We don't spectate. We, the spectating experience for that soccer game was not the same way as we would spectate a man a, a men's game. And I got the sense that it, it was still like in the in the in the psyche of. And this is me just making some shit up here. In the psyche of the people watching the game, uh, something something else was 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 at work, and it was more like we were watching our daughters or our sisters play. So therefore, we had to behave differently, and our our relationship to the game was different. Well, uh, go ahead. No, I just wanted to tell you that when I was working at Rowan, we used to always get uh, stacks of tickets to the women's soccer games. Like stacks, like here, give them away to the kids. Mm -hmm. And I would always ask, like, you know, I would look at the tickets and be like, this is like a real game. This, this is like the U.S. women's soccer. It wasn't like a, a league game. It was like a you know, the, the team that represents our country, <laughs> like, you know, and you're just giving stacks of tickets, like, here, give them away, you know what I mean? 
Um, I think they do but even like then, that. but yeah. even then, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I w- I wasn't into soccer, and I'm still. I mean, not that I wasn't into it, but I mean, I just I got the stack of tickets and I gave them away. See who went, you know. But now that you're saying this and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, maybe some of my students were there, you know, like they had a free event to go to. So what I was going to say earlier was that um, I went to this this game at Baltimore and I got this feeling that uh, not only was it like, okay, we're watching our sisters and our daughters play. There was a lot of of men uh, with with, uh, their daughters there were a lot of women with their daughter, a lot of children, a lot of young girls, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought, well, that obviously added to the to the mood of the place. So, and I just remember, I was sitting in front of two women sitting in front of me, and I was getting going to get up to get a beer, and they go, "Oh, you know, there's basically like four places in the whole entire stadium that were selling beer." And she said, you know, good luck finding a place, basically. These two women were really upset that they couldn't get beer. They'd gone there to watch a soccer match. They'd gone there to watch a soccer match. And I took Frida with me. Um, she fell asleep. Uh, didn't fall asleep for the next game. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't because of the gameplay. The USA dominated Ireland that day. It was the atmosphere. And you know what I walked away, I walked away thinking afterwards was, so here's what I think. Um... Watch women's sports is is when I took Frida to watch the U.S. game, the Mexico game. Mm-hmm. Um, she was pumped. She was excited. She was she was into the the whole pageantry of it, you know. And when it, and, and and before we went to the women's game, I was still tr- I was trying to pump her up. Like you go to a soccer game, an international soccer match, you're gonna watch the world champions in, in you know the the world champions of last World Cup, the U.S. women's national team. Like this is gonna be an event, and didn't live up to any of the expectations that I had like set up for her. Uh, but the the thing that I kept that that I that I kept going back to during the USA women's game is that. Maybe what happens is we don't treat and don't expect our spectating when we're spectating women and when and when we bring our daughters to the game, we have this, this these different expectations of how they're going to spectate the game because it is girls and somehow because it's girls we need to act differently and we need to spectate differently and I and I completely think that's bullshit if that's really what's going on in the psyche of the people in the stadium because. To watch a sporting event is to become, you know, to become intertwined and enraptured in the euphoria of, of all the shit that happens in a in a in a cathedral in a stadium. The yelling, the cursing, the 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 banter, the the lewd uh, conduct and behavior. I saw none of that. It was the most tamest, most uh, uh, vanilla. Rated G thing that I've ever been a part of, and I thought you're depriving these young ladies of a beautiful sporting experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're really messing with their sports spectating experience, and I feel like that has an effect on on how they how we how women approach their game and how people who spectate the game approach it. What do you guys think of that? Excellent point. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great. Um, yeah, man. The the, the fan. 
the fan base is the depending on the game you know is the 12th is the 12th man the 12th or the ninth or the 10th or whatever you know um because you can be watching a, a really exciting game like technically it's a really like it's there's a lot of back and forth and the competition is intense but if it's in a but if the crowd is not into it you won't you might not even realize you're watching a really good game as opposed yeah. and vice versa the game you could be watching a mediocre game but if for whatever reason the crowd is is drunk you know whatever it is the crowd is like super into it um it changes the whole experience completely it changes the whole energy of the of the stadium or of the arena um which i think you're right and 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 i think the players feed off of that as well um yeah, definitely, and 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 I, we've talked a lot about you know kind of unlocking a game while you're watching it, right? And Ooh. and I guess this goes back to what you've been alluding to uh, from the beginning uh, in this in in today, um, which is you know should we approach this with should we stop a we I guess we just have to be mindful how is it what how are we approaching this game when when we go to watch, any game you know what right. is your, your your state of mind when you're going into it and and depending on the actors involved and so on um yeah man and and I, i'll say this to 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 that um you know bringing it back to to one of my vices in in professional wrestling and uh women are on the huge come up right now in, in professional wrestling uh women matches are start for the first time a women's match was the headliner for a pay-per-view not like awesome. about it, in Brooklyn. Um that's unheard of, absolutely unheard of in 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 such a male dominated sport, one in which people always believed women just physically aren't capable of putting on a match the way men are. <laughs> and that's been completely shattered now to where fans you know the women are 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 being seen now. Now when a women's match comes up, the fans approach it with a completely different mindset of like sweet, we're in for a good match. Uh, nice. Which used to never be the case, and um, you know the, the last year when when a women's match was was so good that the fans started chanting "This is wrestling," Way. and uh, wow. and that was their, their chant. You know, "This is wrestling." And, um, oh, that was probably the biggest honor to you know that's the biggest honor two performers can get, and for it to have been two women. Um, but in the end, one thing that it shows is those women women have been putting on good matches for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just take it's taken a while for the fans to realize it, mm-hmm. um, and now that the fans realize it, that's the kind of like the final ingredient. Now, now you've got yourself a spectacle, a real, spe- a genuine spectacle right. where where and the women are being seen the same way as the men. And that's what starts to change perceptions about how we spectate in our television, yep. because the the spectating always begins in the grandstand, in the real grandstand, not on the couch. In the actual, you have to go to the arena, you have to experience it. That's where the connections. That's where the you know. And, and again, before Fabia, I don't, I'm not. I don't mean to cut you off right now. No, uh, no, no, no. I no, no, hear no, what no, you no, to, I want to hear what you have to say with this, but. Uh, that's the part that I was very disappointed, not at the play of the women's national team because they, they beat Ireland and they, I mean, it was a really good game and I kept thinking, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, it was, if it wasn't for the, like, the, the American outlaws, you know, chanting their stupid little songs, this would have been the most horrific sporting experience I've ever had, ever, um, because it was just so vanilla, tame, and, and I said, this is not... This is not sports, and until you behave that way, it's not. So, it's not gonna. It's not gonna transcend 
I didn't see any girls leaving there going like, God dang, I know what I want to do now. I want to fucking like not just be an athlete on the field. I want to I want to support the women's national team and I'm going to go and give me a shirt and every time they play on TV I'm going to get into it because I have a link and a connection to something, you know, to this to this beautiful religious thing. Um and you know, it's it's Frida will never probably won't remember that women's game, but she sure as hell will remember the Mexican game because of the the atmosphere. It has a it has a way of changing you. Uh, Fabi, what do you think? No, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that even not just, okay, the playing, the level of play has to change or, or needs to improve, I guess, to, per se, but also the way that we spectate and also the way that we cheer and the way that we value our women athletes. You know, even with me, it's like when we were playing, your coaches expected you to sing and chant and clap, and you're right. just like, no, we don't do that. Like, and I hated doing that. I hated doing that. You know, oh, you? I, I, exactly, I hated singing rhyming songs and it's like i'm not you know i'm playing ball i'm not a cheerleader you know and nothing against cheerleaders but it's like it's like you don't do that in the guys baseball game you know what i mean the only thing you do is clap and you say good eye good eye and you know what i mean and and i remember i used to i used to chant or chant i used to encourage my teammates like i knew how to and the only way i knew how to do it was you know like like the boys, you know what I mean? Um, and it's like, and we're still stuck on this, like, okay, like, let's chant, let's be positive. It's like, why do I have to be like that? Because I'm a girl. And then that's what everyone, that's the idea that other people have of like women's sports. You know what I mean? It's like, you're playing for fun. And of course we're all playing for fun, but no, like some of us actually like we're scrappy and we want to play hard. I bet, and we wanna... I bet most, most women athletes play with the same fire and passion. Exactly. And, but exactly. It's, it's, it's these weird. Ex- it's these, I don't know. I, I don't know, Professor. Do you really? Do you really think there's something to that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, um, which kind of goes back to something that was mentioned. I think Viviana said it earlier, as far as just kind of how we're how we're socialized just growing up. But um, um, but I but I think that the, the singing and all that could be cool. Like that could be cool, and that could be what makes you know it it, it, it makes, makes it, it makes it unique, but only if it's organic. Yeah. Only if. But it's, it's not. And, and, yeah, and right. And so I think what you're saying is, it's it's almost like standardized. It's like you know, and so when when it's when that's the case, everyone can sm- you can you can feel that like players, uh, spectators can feel when something is forced, um, and and. Yeah, so I, I think. I, well, even like on the field, you know, they would tell you that you know the more you chanted, the more you got into like the other <clears throat> team's head, and you're just like, yeah, but now I'm just being annoying. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'm no longer like messing with like the the player on the opposite team. Now I'm just being annoying like to myself, to the people watching the game. You know what I mean? And I remember my dad when after the game, he's like, no se callen chingado. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like you're right. And I hated that. And it was just like, just shut up. Like and how do I, you know, how do you get into the, the teammate the player's head? It's like you play hard. You know what I mean? And you just you play and you don't have to be cheering and I mean and you do and I used to cheer and I used to clap and and shout whenever but like you said it was organic it's when I wanted to 
you know? Um, or like, you know, when baby, when you, when Ralph's up to bat and you do your blah, 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 you know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. That, that comes natural and you're not doing these like peppy little cheers. I hated that. I hated that. And I remember like the baseball guys used to like, you know, kind of mock you you mock the chance and you're just like, yeah, I know they are stupid. I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it sanitizes it. Can I just add one last thing? And I feel like how you said that, you know, a lot of dads with their daughters and and I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like going to the game is more of this like, you know, empowering your little girl, which is beautiful, but then you're also missing the fact that you're you're also going to go see a sport and you're seeing people like pour their hearts out into it. You know what I mean? And it's more like, okay, honey, like, you can do it too, you know what I mean? And it's like, I know you can, like, that's, but we're also missing the point of this, the, this game. And these people are playing their hearts out, and let's cheer them on, and let's play. Like, who cares if it's a man or a woman, you know? Yeah, and, 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 and it being a, I mean, one thing we can say, I mean, all of this is, we're having conversations that, um, that, that would be really interesting to hear, you know, two generations from now, like how, how, like exactly. the, you know, right. the, 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 the reality that we existed in, that we exist in currently. Um, because just the simple fact that you were able to take your daughter to a women's soccer it's game true. at, at a exactly. stadium, at Qualcomm stadium, you know, at the same stadium that the, you know, professional, you know, football team. I mean, that, that in itself is already, you know, it's, it's the, the these type of changes are, are gradual. And that's just, you know, something to, to, again, put things into context. Like, okay, you know, that, that's, that's something that couldn't have been done. Uh, no. It w- would have been less likely decades past. And so um, I think we, we, we definitely are seeing change, and, and, it's, and it's not going to happen rapidly. But rather, you know, when, when free, you know, yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, what, what Frida's sporting experience is with her, with her daughter um you know just if she has one um you know and how what what that will look like what what will be the options for going out to a sporting event then you know yep and that's i think yeah so so maybe maybe yes let's have this conversation in 30 years see where we got see what, we'll see what, we'll see <laughs> let's what make sure to save this <laughs> yeah olivia will be professional at something how about best Yes. So yes. Uh, I, I'm gonna wrap up this uh, this uh, inclusive episode of Grandstand. Um, we kind of brushed over some really serious things: uh, the transgender athletes and uh, uh, the, the equal, the unequal pay of the women's national team. Uh, we'll get into that in, in in the next season when we really break down uh, some of the some of the deeper elements of, of what's what's at play here. We just kind of wanted to do an intro to uh, the current state of. Of what I consider to be the biggest non non mainstream sport of all, and that is all women's sports. Um, eventually, they'll catch up, uh, and and we won't. May like I said, we'll have this conversation in 30 years. So stay tuned. Olivia, yeah. thank you for joining us. You're and, welcome. Uh, and um, I'm, I I, uh, I hope uh, George Lopez uh, brings it hard tonight. Yeah, me too. Tell me some funny jokes.
Cause it only serves to make me more determined to achieve my final goal And I come back even stronger, not a novice 